Double XL's the breakers for all you aspiring rappers who need a little help getting on. This is the place to get all the info on how to make it in hip-hop from some of the biggest and most experienced names in the game, like me, your dope boy Troy Ave. Pay attention and special guests drop knowledge to help you become a star. This is Double XL's The Break Podcast. What's up? This is Vanessa Satin from Double XL here for The Break 6th episode. Um, the Break Podcast where new artists come first. Um, my partner in crime for this, Miranda Johnson, is uh, not available this week, but she uh, was part of putting this all together still, so she's still here in spirit. Um, this week, we switched it up. We were going to do uh, what to spend your money on, but we changed the topic. Um, we wanted to flip some things around, and we're topic for today or this episode is networking. Um, how to network, you know, who to meet, all that kind of stuff, but how to kind of make more relationships. For this, we talked to um, a few different people. We talked to Johnny Scheip, CEO of Cinematic Music Group. He's had a, uh, a few different freshmen under his belt over the years and worked with a lot of new artists, and uh, including Joey Badass, um, Big Crit. He's also worked with uh, Nipsey, um, Mick Jenkins, and you know, the list goes on, and I'm sure he'll be mad I didn't remember everybody right now. The next one is we we went back to Wale. We had a really good interview with him when we spoke to him the first time a couple episodes ago. So we have him uh, discussing networking a bit for us. And then we got with uh, the lovely Dej Loaf based out of Detroit, you know, uh, ex-excel freshman from last year. And uh, she kind of shares how she made all the relationships that uh, she's had and, and the different guest appearances and all that since she got in the industry. So first, we're going to kick off with Johnny Shipes, uh, you know, start with management and go from there. So here's Johnny Shipes. Johnny Shipes, founder of Cinematic Music Group and the Smoker Club, smoking and joking always. And uh, what I do is help um, dope artists reach their potential um, as best I can. All right. We've worked with you on quite a few freshman covers, haven't we? Yeah, I've been lucky enough to have three freshmen on the cover. Shout out to XXL for making that happen. <laughs> All right, so you know we have a good relationship. I know that you know I just had lunch with with somebody if you have a relationship. Uh, what we're talking to you about is relationships and networking in the industry and how valuable that is. And wanted to ask you, you know, when you get a new artist, you know, you you have different artists underneath your belt. You've got Joey and 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 Crit and, and Herb, and you're working with Cameron, and you can fill us on anything else. But how do you tell a newer artist? Um, how do you introduce them to people? How do you tell them about who to take seriously, who to not, right. you know, all that kind of uh, thing? All right, let's use Mick Jenkins as an example since we need him on your radar for next year. <laughs> Go for it. Okay? So, now, like, you know, with Mick or Joey or, or you know, anybody, Herb, like, relationships, like, and it's a very cliche thing, but, like, you try not to burn any bridges because – you just never know who you're going to need in what situation. And I'm not a user at all. Like, you know, I think you actually know that we have a genuine friendship, but an artist of mine that I feel might make a cover or deserve something doesn't get it. It's never like a attack XXL thing. And that's not even based on just like, a, Oh, I need to cover next year, this, that, or the third. It's, it's based on a relationship. You try to build a relationship with somebody that you can actually, and this is just for me, just cause I'm like a little more picky with like, my relationships, I, I try to just build relationships with people that I know are, like, real individuals and, like, you know, can, can like, 
keep it 100 with me the same way I can with them. It's, like, very important. I, there's a handful of people like that, you know what I mean, like, that have helped me definitely throughout the, the years pick the the support for my artists, and, you know, that goes a long way. And then, you know, I feel as though I'm, you know, forever grateful to them in, in return if they ever needed something from me. As you know, you know what I mean, you get it pretty quickly, whether it's Joey or this out of the third. So one hand washes the other, and then ideally, just because the industry is full of such pieces of shit, you try to find people you actually really like and fucking are going to just always keep it honest with you and just have a great relationship. I hope I answered that right, but that's... You answered it perfectly. This is, this is all about how you do it. Um, so with the... I mean, I think something that happens in my experience, you know, you speak on it, is that you come into the industry and people that you start out with, not all of them, but a lot of them move up the chain with you. And probably the same with rappers, as they come in and they're new artists at the same level and they, they work up at the same time together. Is that something that you experience a lot where, you know, when yeah. you're in the game and then now look later and that person... It's actually, it's so crazy because I, I'm in L.A. right now and I was just talking to Ali about this and Rance from 1500. So I'm out here, you know, and, and obviously Nipsey was one of the first artists I was able to, like, help and work with and put on the map. And and through that, you know, I met, uh, uh, you know, 1500, that whole squad. I met Mixed by Ali because, you know, early on when I was, like, you know, working with the TDE guys a little bit. Um, and we all kind of came from the same place, even Wiz. You know, Wiz and Chris split the first tour bus for for, uh, I forget what the name of the tour was, but when Wiz brought Crit on his support. So them to the Mac Millers, like, who were like, you know, would come to New York City and sometimes he'd crash on my couch with Quentin, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool. And I was saying this just the other day to both Ali and fucking, um, and um, Rance from 1500 is like, Damn, we've all come a long way because Ali got his own studio now. He's one of the best mix engineers in the entire game. You know, Rant and 1500 have a fucking 10 studio facility out in Cali when they started in one room with James Fowleroy. You know, I was talking to James yesterday, too, just like saying, like, damn, five years ago you were on my roof in the city. We were just chilling having barbecue, you hadn't even written those records yet. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it's cool. I, I personally... One of the things I love most about the entire experience is now seeing, like, some friends that are my age, Brocky Marciano, who you probably know, you know, he's like a, does a lot of ma uh, manager production, him, Ali, just seeing people, like, you know, at their almost peak, just like I'm almost at my, like, you know, hopefully I'll peak uh, for a long time and everybody will, but, like, it's cool because we all came from zero and, like, I remember the broke studio sessions with all of those people, you know? So it's cool. I, I actually really enjoy that. It, it was it was interesting that you asked that question because it just happened to me out here in Cali. Well, I think it happens a lot. The industry, I mean, it's a big comparison. It's very much like high school, you know? I mean, it's the, yeah. the popular yeah. people in the industry, the ones that you want to yep. go with, the cheerleader squad or whatever, or the football team, and then there's yep. the ones that are on the side and they're, I guess, the smokers are on the side, you know? It's it's very high school because it's a very nah, small it totally community. Is. I wish I remembered the exact crit quote, but in hometown hero, he's like life's uh, he's like hip hop's a, a high school and life's the hallway. Like what class you in? The Beamer or the Benz? Like you got to go back and listen to hometown hero 
he sums it up perfectly, you know what I mean? And it, it just, I agree with you, it is like high school, you know what I mean? You got the fucking weirdos over there, you got the these people over here, you got me, the potheads over here, me and Berger and Tissa and everybody are chief, and Vanessa's in our squad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vanessa's so now, in the focus, so. I'm in the you're a new artist, right, so one of your artists wants to work with another artist. How do they go about, how would you recommend doing that? You're a new artist, you know, and there's somebody you don't know, but you like them and you're interested in collaborating. This is yep. networking. So. How, do, how would you tell a Joey to do that? How would you tell a Mick Jenkins to do that? You know, uh, maybe Joey has the best example because he's been around a little bit more, but still, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, so I find that managers tend to get in the way a lot. I'm the type of manager that brings every opportunity to the artist and lets them flush it out and lets them be an artist. There's There's managers that don't do that, whether it's for selfish reasons, they don't want to help out another manager, another artist. Maybe they don't even just aren't capable of delivering the message. So I always tell artists to go artist to artist. And then if you're having, like, if you're, if he doesn't hit you back because it might be an Instagram DM or a Twitter DM, then I'll reach out to the manager or try to get the artist over direct and just link the artist. Because for the most part, you know, I'm cool with most of the artists out here. So it's like, if 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 they can't get to them, I'll at least make the introduction. And then I think it's really important to have them organically do whatever they do together, whether it's just vibe and admire each other's work or do a record. You know what I mean? Like Joey's been talking to Drake and J. Cole and Kendrick for a year about doing a record. It still hasn't come about. When it comes about, I'm sure it'll be super special, you know? Like right. nobody, nobody, nobody has like hard feelings or like takes it like, oh, they didn't hit back. Like, we know how busy Joey's schedule is, so you can only imagine how busy the next person's schedule is, you know? Right, 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 right. And how much do you think um, do you think artists hold on to relationships um, and, and take advantage of the people they meet, or do you think that's a lot of times you have to say, hey, you're working in the same circle, you're not meeting enough new people, you should try going here, maybe spend some time in Atlanta, maybe get out of your city. I, like think, I think because... And that's another good question because I'm still, like, learning how to play this game exactly. And I, I would have told an artist a few years ago, like, nah, don't reach out. Once you're hot enough, they're going to come to you. And that's what happened to Crit, and that's what happened to Nipsey, and even with Joey. But it was only to a point. You know, it's it's not like the XYZ artist came calling. It, it was a certain level of artist. So, like, now my view has changed a bit, and it's, like, more like, all right, Let's make those set lists of who you really want to work with. And, like, along with your buzz building, you know, let's try to go get X, Y, Z people to lock in and work with you, if right. that makes sense. You know what I mean? And you just try to find a happy balance. Right. And do you go about it the same way for yourself as the manager? Would you art with the manager function differently than the artist, or is, is it the same for everyone, do you think? What do you mean, like? How you will go about reaching out to people and keeping relationships versus how much oh, oh, oh. the star and the ego. I try to, yeah, I try to, I try to keep as many relationships as I can. As long as you don't disrespect me, like there's, you know, I, I'm fully down to work with whoever. You know, I just love music. I just want to make really good music. I don't want to block any artist's uh, creative vision. So I keep it smooth with as many people as I can and. You know, if an artist wants this artist, hopefully I have a good relationship with that manager based on me keeping, you know, you know, good relations with, with people. 
Right. Did I answer that right? Was that the question? Everything you're answering is right because there is no right, right or wrong. It's your answer. All right. Yeah. I it's just don't know. It's all good. It's all good. Nobody's going to say you're too high when you answer. You know? <laughs> all, right. <laughs> um, all right. So networking, you know, and uh, which is, I we try to say to a lot of new artists that we meet how important it is to get familiar with things that they don't know. You know, styles of music that they're not so familiar with. Um, you know, experts in the industry who they might not think are the biggest thing, but they're just not that familiar with it. How much do you find yourself explaining to new artists who they should and shouldn't know? And, a, fa- um, a, mil- a good billion every time. That's our job. If we didn't do that, that's like a fuck-up. You know, okay. looking at the festival, seeing who Joey or Mick Jenkins or Nard, I'm sorry, not Nard, or Herb is is going to be with that weekend and then trying to reach out to them is huge for us. Like, I can't really mention who Joey's working with for the new album yet, but it's like, you know, it's a very tough mix. And right. a lot of the relationships are, are born off of, hey, we're going to be at the same festival. Can we make it to blah, blah, blah? And then, right. we, you know, we do it. So. All right. So, Shipes talked for a while. I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, I always love any analogy when makes uh, it sound like hip-hop in high school are similar. That's one thing we went over because there's always those analogies of hip-hop and wrestling. But hip-hop and, and high school go very well, too, uh, together is also. Um, another thing I thought that was interesting that Shipes was talking about was um, when you have relationships, um, you have to figure out how to look out for each other. So say, for instance, you have a relationship, you're an artist, you have a relationship with another artist. You want to, by looking out for each other, you kind of prove that you had a bit of a relationship with each other. You know, you kind of prove that it's beyond more than just associate. Maybe that's how you make friendships. But uh, looking out for each other is a way to kind of build up those relationships once you kind of initially establish them. Um, making relationships, he said, also it was important to be familiar with who you're trying to make relationships with or who you should know. So, you know, as an artist, when you walk into a room, you know, you should know everybody in that room or everyone that you're supposed to know, whether they're the celebrity or not, because you never know whose face you might not recognize might hold a lot of weight. So it's very important to be able to walk into a room and know who you're supposed to talk to and, and who you should know in advance. And one of the other things Johnny pointed out with that was that um, also if you're going to an event, if you know that you're going to be at Coachella, if you know that you're going to be at a tour or a show, know who the lineup is in advance or who you might cross paths with before you get there. So you're familiar with them or you have something to talk to them about you know, or you've kind of planned something in advance, you can even reach out, you know, to say, hey, you're going to be in town here, I'm going to be in town here, you know, maybe we should try and network and see if we can do something at the same time. That's not always for the bigger artists, that could be for the smaller artists where you say, hey, you know, we're both going to be at this, you know, hometown city event, you know, maybe we could put something together or at least try to network when you're there together. Um, also, a big thing he said was networking wasn't just for the artist, it was for the team. So, you know, your manager networking, your road manager, your publicist, all of their connections have value. And it's important to to understand that they're bringing things to the table. It's not just on you to make relationships, although it always is important, but it's not just you. So um, I think Johnny offered a lot there about networking. I mean, of course, nobody can really tell you how to actually meet somebody. But, um, you know, pointing out who the the important people to know are always, I think, a necessity. And I think that's what we got from Johnny. So moving over to Wale, who definitely, you know, likes to talk and and keep in touch with people, as we see on social networking and all that. We, uh, We talked to Wale about networking and about you know, his relationships through Maybach, his relationships with other artists that he knows. So uh, let's take a listen to what Wale has to say. All right. How do you, how do you keep the, how do you, um, what's the importance of networking? You're a new artist. You're meeting new people. 
what's the um how important do you think it is developing those relationships, not for kind of waiting for people to come and meet you, but you going out there and, and putting yourself out there and getting to meet people? How important is that? Networking real, networking is almost kind of a, a lost art, and it might be a little bit overrated. Maybe. It depends on how you do it because, like, people, some people think networking is fucking adding the favorite artist over and over with a damn link, man. Like, that's the last place we're going to check for it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I say networking might be a little bit overrated because, like, nowadays, like, for the real deals, they're going to come to you. You know what I'm saying? It's SoundCloud out there. Like, things happen organically. They grow. People just, people, like, they had SoundCloud when I was coming up. God damn, man. I probably would have got triple what I got in my gym. Right. Yeah, because, like, people sharing music and sharing new artists and this, that, and the third. So it's like, they really come to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Networking is more so about your team. Like, all right, who, who's going to do my who's going to do my visual stuff? Who's going to be like my day to day when I get on? Like, you still want people around you. I'm fortunate enough to have a lot of family that like I like I raised or that raised me that are around me. You know what I'm saying? There's always at least somebody, some one cousin at least within ten feet of me at all times. Right. So I just don't think I don't think networking is like like you you ain't going you ain't going to run up to like Vanessa Satin. Go be like, oh, um, let me hear this hear my music. Like, you gotta be lucky. You gotta be a lucky nigga for like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it need to go. Vanessa's at her desk, and somebody's like, yo, have you heard such and such from Chicago? Oh, shitty dope. Then now you hear it. Like, it's right, like, right, 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 right. The motherfuckers think they could just bump it to us in the stream. Like, listen to it. Like, what? Like, nah. Like, oh, let me spit for you. Like, no, that's gonna make both of us uncomfortable. So, no. Um, <laughs> I don't want to hear you spit for me. I'm sure I'm, I admire that your passion for this shit. Like, but I wouldn't sign nobody who spit for me in public. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that was that. That's I'm not that type of person. Like, I like to sit there and 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 and, and close my eyes listen to music, and like all that motherfucking. Like to me, like that networking, going this place. Let's go here and let's go meet up with people. Da, da, da. Not to get on. Maybe for your music, for your beats, for your to build your own team. That yes, but not for like I'm gonna go here to the source. I'm gonna go to double go. I'm gonna go to buy. I'm gonna go to go to this podcast and network and wait outside and network. Nah, and I think is joining a team, is uh, joining yeah. part of Maybach or being part of a crew when you become a, when you're a new artist. Does that help you with the networking? Because being part of a crew, you already have now built-in relationships and you have um, a yeah. But a lot of times, a lot of times their relationship is their relationship. And nowadays, hip hop, like their relationship is their relationship. Right. And, like, I remember one time, like, you know, I wanted to work when I first got with Maybach. Like, you know, Lil Wayne is one of my favorite rappers, and I wanted to work with him. So I was like, you know, I kind of was like, Ross, you know, can you, can you help set this up? And he was like, man, you got to you gotta show Wayne that you, like, you know, that you worked up. Some, some shit he said. What he said to me was like, <laughs> you're not ready yet, or something, not, something like that. Right. But more so, like, I, but basically, he's not going, that's not what this is, like. I'm not about to just sit here and get you features all day. like. And that's when I first, very, very first got there, started working on my album. You know what I'm saying? So, it, like, you know, so, like, and I learned early, like, his relationships is his relationship. You know, right. It's a different conversation now. It's a different conversation. You know what I'm saying? But, like, just being in a crew don't mean it's all good. Like, I'm on Atlantic Records. I don't see no damn Wale Bruno Mars song. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. So the networking's on you to do. That's it's on you to develop those relationships for collaborations, for guest appearances. And how how valuable is it? Your X amount of years into your career, how well did you develop those relationships? Do you think early on that sustained through the year? 
Well, I mean, like my thing is, like, I did, I was so raw. Like, like I'm not. I wasn't just a, ki- a young kid. I was a kid that we don't. I'm not. There's no even. I have no guidance. Like, you took me right out of doing go go's in the sweatiest, right, most ghetto hallways in DC to going on a world tour with Mark Ronson. And like, and now I'm like fucking with Billy Allen and Amy Winehouse and fucking. Uh, Sam Sparrow and all these motherfuckers, like, I'm just seeing, but I didn't know, like, if, if I was in that shit now, yo, I would have so much, like, it'd be, oh, it my shit would be so different. Right. Saying, but I'm not with Mark Ronson no more. He, he ain't calling me for tour no more. He does, he's doing something else with his life, career. You know what I'm saying? But, like, like so, like, my early relationships, like, they've all kind of changed over time, like, just through natural selection of how the end goes. Like, I met Ross at KOD. You know what I'm saying? He saw me just walking around that shit by myself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like why is this little nigga walking around this by himself in this joint? Like, this right, is- right, right, right. And that, that caught his attention. And that caught his attention, exactly right. That caught, and we, kept, we, kept, we kept our relationship, and then, you know, he had found out that I love Interscope, and then he was like, boom, do it. You know? I mean, like, but that's not to say, like, like now, like like I learned so much from him and Diddy and Jay and everybody I've been around. Like I would love to be like to do that world tour shit with Mark Ronson again because I learned so much. Like I fucking learned. Like I, I learned who to take with me. I learned what studios to go to when I what to do on my off days and you know who to, who to keep in top contact with in the states for press and all of that shit. Like you know that all that. But you know I say that to say this shit fluctuates. Be like crazy. Like the people that find you. Look at Birdman and, and, and Wayne, man. Like you never yeah. thought they would fall out. You never thought they would fall out. No, that one's heartbreaking to me. That one gets me, you know. Crazy. I mean, you, you didn't, you didn't, and you don't know if that's the depth of Cash Money. I mean, Cash Money's the one that's prevailed for this long. So you know, the breakup of Baby and Wayne is, you know, not just the breakup of Baby and Wayne, but what happens with Cash Money? What happens with all of it? You know, that's been such a such a staple in hip hop that it really is. That's the heartbreaking one, you know. That's crazy. That's like a fucking movie. Like they're gonna, yeah. they're gonna do some movie on that joint. That's yeah. Crazy. That was, and I and I think I think we're so spoiled. And I believe somewhere earlier, shit is happening so fast that you're not even really realizing the monumentalness of that situation. Like and and their contribution. People be really sleeping on Wayne's contribution to hip hop. Oh, definitely. Really. They just think oh. Carter Five didn't come out and everybody's moved on. But we're not forgetting how much he's done in how many years. Altimo is nuts, and in the face of like, you gotta remember this is during Jay Z's run, my nigga. Like he was still putting up numbers, crazy, crazy numbers, and what? what fucking since Block is how Block is. I came out when I was like in middle school or something. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. He's like yeah. the Kobe Bryant of rap, yo. And he probably like to hear that, right? The sports analogy. Twenty years, bro. Twenty years. And that nigga is not even, he's not even nowhere near as old as Ye and all of them. He's still young. This nigga's just, just getting deals as Wayne A. Exactly. No, he's got a ways to go still. He's got a ways to go still. I mean, in it's that run. It's fucked up, though. It's just like, I don't, I don't want to speak too much on that, that situation because I don't really know, but it's just like the fact that it's not, like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, we, and we're in the time, we, like I said, everything's happening so fast that some of these motherfuckers that's really, really young, they really probably don't even know. They probably know Wayne starting from every girl in the world, probably. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's fucked up. But it's like, at the, all right, if you let, let's take everything away. Wayne brought y'all Drake. So how about that? Yeah. <laughs> Contributions to rap music. Like, he brought y'all, 
the party, the, my, the person that's probably going to catch Jay, will probably already got them caught him as far as no yeah. believe. So it's just like, you know, that shit got me thinking like, damn, man, like, you know, all these relationships change, man. I just, I just pray that I, I know the right people and my shit don't go sour with nobody. Yeah. Anything else, any advice you want to give a new artist on networking or anything? Well, my main thing is what I tell people all the time, man. Like, it's not really about walking up to no art. Like, that shit don't, that shit is like fairy tale. Like, it's about turning up, you turn up your fan, your friends first. Then they start believing you. Then you say, man, get this shit to some other people. Then turn that up. Then you, you flip 10 fans to, to 20 fans, 20 to 40, 40 to 80, 80 to 160, 160 to 320, 320 to 640. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just keep doubling up your fans until you can fucking do, like, a SOBs or something like that. So you can do, like, a little U Street Music Hall in D.C. So you can do, you know what I'm saying? And, like, you got the biggest fucking, like, they got it so much easier now because of, like, this SoundCloud and, like, how fat. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's a gift and a curse. But as far as getting the shit out quickly, boom. Videos, you don't need no Hype Williams no more. You can do some creative shit and get get that shit, you know what I'm saying? Spend a little money, put that motherfucker on World Star or whatever. And then just keep it moving. You going to double your, people going to hear it. More so than standing outside the the Def Jam offices. Right, handing out gear on CDs. Yeah. Oh, CDs over. CDs over. Yep, yep. I know, exactly. I need the channel I go to, and they hand me a CD. I say, what? I don't have a CD player. Why, why what is this? Come? What is this weapon that you have? <laughs> right, what is this weapon? What is this thing I have to carry with all this? <laughs> it, looks, it looks mad familiar. <laughs> I know, I know. I go there, I'm like, I, dude, I don't own a CD player. I don't know what you want me to do, you know? You break it just up for no reason. Give me a thumb drive at least I'm going to use it just to get your music just to clear it off and use it myself, you know? <laughs> okay, so while I seems to think that when networking is overrated. I'm not really sure if I totally agree with that, but I'm also not the artist, so what do I know? But um, he seems to think that when networking is a little bit kind of, you know, left to your team to do. And I guess that's depending on in what capacity you want to network. But definitely, uh, as Johnny said, also Johnny Shipe said in the last interview, it's very much on your team to also network, not just you. So making a plan of who's going to reach out to who, who's responsible to kind of finding out what information, that's that's pretty crucial. Um, I biggest thing I got away from Wale, besides all that interview, interesting kind of little Wayne Cash Money stuff, was that you can't assume just because you have someone who has a relationship that you're automatically good with them. So if I have a relationship, if I'm an artist and I have a relationship with person A and A has a relationship with person B, it doesn't mean that I necessarily have a relationship with person B. I still have to establish my own one. I can't use, or you guys can't use um, the person that you have a connection with already to kind of take you over to that next person. And I think we saw that with the uh, story that Wale told about trying to early on work with Wayne and, you know, realizing that he couldn't just get into the back door because he knew somebody he had kind of had to develop that relationship with Wayne first for Wayne wanted to be recording with him. Um, or I guess, you know, that's what we got out of that. So Wale, always a great talker, always a great interview. And I think he gave us some gems there. Next, we go over to Dej Loaf. Dej rep in Detroit, freshman this year. We got a, a lady in the podcast. We've had a few, but it's always great to have the, their two cents on things. So uh, Dej, you know, we got her while she was on the road and we jumped right into the interview. So here is Dej Loaf giving us a little insight on how she's made all of these relationships to have all those big guest appearances the past year. Oh, um, networking is definitely important in this business. A lot of things um, nowadays, well, 
you know, don't run off of like what you know until you know, you know, sometimes. Um, so I'm learning, you know, I've always been like a sheltered person kind of like, so it's been pretty crazy since I started out just last year, like, like having to keep in contact with these people, you know, and just making the right, um, the right friends and, you know, not the wrong ones in the industry, you know. How have you found that's the best way for you to do that? Is that in person? Is that communicating through social? Where do you think it's been easiest for you as a new artist to develop those relationships? Um, Social media is, like, the, th- the thing right now. So um, that, of course. But, I mean, you definitely have it. Whereas, like, the, the, the genuine, you know, people, you know, you usually have their numbers. So, you know. Social media, you know, regular phoning and just keeping in contact, you know, back and forth. How important is it um, to keep in contact with not just other rappers or artists, but also people in the industry that play other roles? Do you value them just as much? Do you feel like those are necessary relationships to establish? Definitely. Definitely. Um those are, like I said, those are far more important because, you know, me, myself, I want to get into other things outside of music. So, um, yeah, like, it's it's always good to just keep in contact with those type of people and, yeah, keep those relationships flowing. And does that help with you uh, with collaborations with songs? Do you think you develop more relationships before you actually record together or after you record together and you meet each other that way? Um, a lot of features I've done, like, I've, I've never really met the people like that, like, met the artists, you know, like, I've just done it over email and we, we chop it up, but that's just how the world is nowadays, like, you barely see people because everybody's busy and it's like, I sent you the record and it's like, y'all text all the time but you probably never even ran into each other, but, you know, for the most part, like, I have a few that I've, like, you know, got in with, and we have just relationships, and which is cool. Before you signed your deal, um, and before your song blew up, how the first song blew up, how did you go about meeting people in the industry? What was uh, what were the different tactics you took as a newer artist in Detroit coming up? Could you repeat that? I'm sorry. Um, when you before you signed your deal, how did you and before you know more familiar people more people were familiar with you, how did you get to know people? How did you build relationships in your hometown in Detroit? How did you get out there in the hip hop scene there and, and build? How did you meet people out there? Yeah, I started out on the underground scene of Detroit, um where it was like it was it was kinda like a family, you know, because everybody would perform every artist would perform at the you know, same events, and it was just like maybe a different a different event but a different style of, you know, a show or something. So I started out on the underground, like I want to say like the hipster scene of Detroit, you know what I'm saying? Because I had a few guys that were in that on that scene, and they kind of brought me on and helped me do my first mixtape and everything. So I was kind of like in that area, but I was still known by the guys who wasn't, you know, on that scene of like Detroit, because Detroit has different scenes, you know, you have the 
trap rappers, you have the hipsters, you have the neo soul, like you have different, you know, artists in Detroit and different talents. So I kind of, you know, started out like in the in the hood, you know, I would say. And then, like I say, like I said, I met my my guys, and they brought me onto that hipster scene. So that kind of opened up a few doors for me, you know, just in Detroit period. Because although it was a small, it was a small, you know, scene of Detroit, it was big to us, you know, because it was, you know, it was only us. So it became, it was like a family, you know. And a lot of the guys and girls who are they still back there, you know, doing those shows and expanding it. So yeah, shout out to that scene of Detroit, you know, and I just. Like I said, from that point, I was networking with different people, you know. One time, you know, they heard me on one song. Everybody was like, yo, I want to feature. Or just, it just opened up a few doors, you know, slowly but sure. And what about getting your music and getting to know the DJs in your hometown? How beneficial was that or was that a necessity? You know, what was the power of the DJs in your hometown? Um, they used to like play said, a bit more well, of a role than they do now, so I'm not sure, you know. Yeah, like, I really wasn't getting radio play up until, like, um, I had a record before Charmy was called Where, Where the Love At or whatever, and the record was getting a few spins. You know, I had um, management behind me at this time, and, you know, I learned how important it was to go shake hands with the DJ and go chop it up and just kind of build those, build those relationships also because, like I said, it's not what you know or how good you are, it's who you know, and if they want to play the record, because like I say, you know how those radios operate, you know. You know, they they, they they don't have to play you, you know what I'm saying, but unless you're just a bat scorching hot. So, you know, me being on the rise, like I just, you know, you got to go shake those hands and, and keep those relationships uh, afloat. And when you said what's important is who you know, did you know that from the start? Do you think you've learned that over the past year or so? Or do you think that's something you went in already familiar with, uh, you know, just based off of how to do business? I would say I already knew that just, I mean, that's just a thing. Like, it's not. It's always been like that, whatever, not even just in music. But you can see it. And then definitely, like, I learned a lot, like, over this past year. Like, it's not, you know, what you know. Or, you know, it's definitely a, a, a game. It's all a game. It's like a, I don't know what kind of game it is, but it's like a, who knows who or who's cool with who, you know, no matter how good you are, no matter how many songs they're playing on the radio, it's always going to be, like, a few people who, like, nah, I don't want to play her or, it's, you know what I'm saying? So, and it's, you don't know why, you know, it's like, you know what I'm saying? You just never think of it like that. So we always make the analogy it's kind of like high school, right, you know, with clicks and everything? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um so have you ever had a, a situation where maybe you've met someone along the way but you didn't understand exactly who they were until later and maybe you didn't uh, give them enough attention or you didn't understand the weight that they held crossing paths with them and then learned later that you had met that person and maybe didn't pay enough attention? Um, I think I've I'd, I'd done that a lot because, I mean, I, I didn't know who a lot of people was, you know, when I first, like I said, stepped stepped in the industry, you know, I've seen them from afar, but I'm not like a starstruck person. You know, I respect everybody. I don't get too starstruck or like fanned out or like I never really looked up to too many people. So it's like when I see people and I just kind of be like, how you doing? You know, I guess they expect you to just kind of like fan out or 
scream and cry or something like that. I don't know, but I just kind of be like, you know, I treat everybody the same. Like, I don't treat anybody different. I might have came off, you know, a certain way to a few people. I don't know. I never got told that, but I'm I'm pretty sure. Like, I've always been told, like, I'm nonchalant about things, but I don't mean no harm from it. I'm just going to, like, that's just my personality. But But that's something that you then have to keep in mind sometimes, as they mention, that you don't, that if if maybe you come off that way, you don't want to sometimes, so you cognizant of it then? You said what? Uh, Do you keep it in mind then if somebody might say something like that to you, then moving forward, do you think, okay, well, I might come off a certain way sometimes, so let me keep that in mind? Definitely. It's all it's all like a, a, a learning and growth process. Like, that's something that I I challenge. I mean, I, I had, you know, struggles with as a, as a kid, just being so quiet and, you know, nonchalant and just kind of, mm, whatever, like that, you know what I'm saying? And it's not intentional. It's always like, because in the inside, I'm, I'm happy and I'm excited to be here. No matter where I'm at, like, it's like, I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? I just mm-hmm. show it differently than you may show it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that kind of, you know, turns people like, yo, what's wrong with her? Is she okay? Is she, And it's like, yeah, I am. Like, once you get to know me, then you'll understand. But Right. So I'm it's like, a perception without knowing you early on, and you got to keep that in mind, but then so do they. Yeah, because these people, they, they, will, they will, like, remember that, you know, forever. And it's like, you know, first impressions are the best, you know. So I'm right. definitely learning, like, and, you know. Any last-minute advice you could give, you know, any last advice you could give to any new artists about really networking and making relationships, whether it be the value of it, whether it be in their city or in the industry or just in general and what you've experienced? I would say just do your part, you know, make make great music or do just whatever you, whatever you're into, just be great at what you do. And every, I mean, this industry, like I said, everybody is not your friend, so it's okay to be who you are. Like, if you, it's all about energy, you know what I'm saying? If you don't feel that good energy from anybody you're around and you feel like you're not welcome or you're not wanted to be around, like, then it's, a, it's okay to be you and, and, you know, go from there and just take it, take it like, you know, pretty much like, how you want to, like, you know, like it's um, what you put into it, right? Yeah, like give, give, you get what you give, right? Yeah. So, um, pretty much like that. I would just say that, and like I say, you you will know who who to really network with and who kind of just to stay away from, you know, staying your own yeah. lane. Uh, I would just say that, like, definitely though, like first impressions are the best. So, you know. I don't like to be fake about things. Either. Like, that's the thing with a lot of people. Like, it's, it's all a game. It's all a ha, 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 you know. Right. <laughs> you got to be in on the joke, right? Yeah, you got to keep those smiles and just make people feel like you appreciate them. You know? All right, so I like that Dej acknowledges she's still learning. Um, I think that she's got a lot of, you know, phrases in there, you know, popular phrases, but that are important, you know, do your part, always do your part in trying to make these relationships. It's not just on everybody else. You know, you can't be too cool for school. You have to make the effort yourself. Um, you get what you give. That's, you know, we've heard that a lot, but it, it definitely resonates here. You get back what you give as far as communication, as far as making that effort to meet people. You know, uh, one thing Wale had said earlier was that he, you know, if you're hot, people come to you, so you don't really have to network. But I think that we're still talking about the early stages of trying to get hot, you know, so there is that networking element of 
of who do you meet and who do you know and who's valuable. And, you know, Des said how important it was that she get to know not only the people in her city, city in Detroit, but the different groups of you know, music and type of people in her city. So, you know, she went to the hipsters and she established a relationship over there. And, you know, so getting to know different parts of your city is definitely, and and different people who you normally wouldn't work with strengthens you. Um, one thing Desh did say, and I think this is me being old school and a pet peeve, but, you know, when they're recording together, when you're recording, you don't necessarily make relationships. Back in the old day, rappers used to make songs in studios and they actually chilled together and, you know, they still do, but not as much. You know, Dej uh, said to us that a lot of the songs that she had been doing were based off of emailing back and forth and, you know, sending verses or texting, you know, with somebody, but not necessarily getting to know them. And I think that's an interesting to think about is that you don't necessarily network maybe when you're actually collaborating with someone because collaboration is done in such a digital capacity that, you know, you might have to network in order to be able to get those relationships to create those songs. Or you might not create those relationships till you perform the songs live or get to, get to be with each other after. Um, that's a old school disappointing thing that we don't get you to hang out that much anymore in person and it's all emailed around, but it is kind of a part of modern technology. And, you know, you guys get less of an aspect to be around each other musically. So you have to figure out how to make up for that. And I think it's something to keep in mind. Um, so I think good episode, good episodes, heavy rap, uh, rapper on there with two of them this time. And uh, Johnny Shipes dropping some information from all of his experience with different uh, new artists. Next week, well, I guess we're no next week. We are at the halfway mark. We have done six episodes and um, we're gonna take a break for the Christmas New Year and come back in the first week of January. So, you know, I think there's some interesting information on these podcasts that might be worth listening to again, or maybe not, but maybe forwarding to a friend or your manager or somebody else who you're networking with. And when we come back in the top of the year, we'll go back to that topic of what to spend your money on. Still doing it, just wanna make sure it was all together and, and networking seemed to be something that was coming up a lot lately and a lot of questions that we were getting. So once again, this is XXL's The Break Podcast, where new artists come first. Signing off, hope you have a happy holiday, happy new year, and, um, and are getting something out of this podcast, and we'll see you in 2016.